You're listening to TBD, a podcast for brilliant coaches, consultants, helpers, and healers creating their best work and their most meaningful contribution. I'm your host, Megan Hale, business strategist and thought partner to help you distill your wisdom into your most potent offers and the multiple six figures that go with it. I'll be the first to tell you though, as someone who's done it, this path is far from a straight line. There are highs, there are lows, and so many moments of uncertainty in between. But if there are two things I know to be true, it's you always know what you need to know when you need to know it. And the next right step is always on its way. Let's do this. Hello, hello, my friends, and welcome back to the show. So I will go ahead and start us off with the topic for today might end up being the start of a short little series. So we will see where it leads us. But before we dive into really shifting into unconditionally loving your business and what that actually means, I do want to let you know that I will not be with you next week because my husband Breck and I are actually flying out to Vegas to go check out the city to see if it would be a space that we could potentially move uh, when he retires from the military. So there are like a lot of life things happening right now. <laughs> like it's a calendar year that's just stocked full of so many big life moments that I'm just, it's all feeling like it's happening very fast. So not only is he going to be retiring from the military in less than a year, we're really trying to figure out like where we want to be, but my youngest just turned five and in Omaha, at least in our school district, we have this summer session where for three weeks in June, all the kids go to their rising grade for just three weeks to kind of meet the teacher, get a lay of the land, like all of those things. So with my youngest being five, that means this week I watched both of my little boys get on the big boy bus together by themselves and go to big boy school, which was a really big moment for my mama heart. And I'm just having that experience of feeling like where have the past seven years gone? And all of a sudden it's here and they're in school. And now we're in this next chapter while also simultaneously feeling like the past seven years have been the longest journey of my adult life, you know? So I've been doing a lot of reflecting this week, just kind of like looking back and I think just having this thing that maybe a lot of us have where maybe we just question like, gosh, did I really savor this time? And now it's gone. And, you know, we might second guess ourselves, but I I think even if I were to savor every single moment to the nth degree, I would still be here looking back be like, oh, did I savor it enough? You know, it's just that thing that we humans do, but I'm definitely feeling that this week. So that's a big milestone. I'm turning 40 in a couple of months and typically like turning a year older, no big deal. But for some reason, I mean, I know how cliche it sounds, but 40, it just feels like maybe like a halfway point, you know, like it's just, it feels like things are getting real around here. (laughs) Like, oh my God, I'm like 40. Like, when did that happen? How did that happen? And then just a couple of weeks ago, I went to go watch one of my college besties, like graduate with her MBA. And it's like, I've known her for over half of my life now. And we met our freshman year in college. It's like, make it make sense. Like, how is this all happening? So we have a lot of big life things going on. And I think with this move, the things I'm really balancing is, I think for the past few years, I mean, for maybe even longer than that, we've always thought that we're going to go back to the East Coast where my family lives. They're super involved in my kids' lives. And I thought that was the plan. And now there's this new job opportunity that's kind of hard to pass up because he's a pilot and this potential job would allow him to still do what he loves, but he would be home every night, which in his industry is kind of unheard of. So I'm kind of in this middle ground of, 
okay, I could go and live near my parents and have all of those amazing connections and see my husband half the time, or I can go out to Vegas and see my husband every day, but see my parents like some of the time. So there's a lot of competing values. It's a lot going on. I'm sorting it all out. And then on top of all of that, I decided to start therapy again, which I've been out of therapy for I don't even know how many years, um, but I'm glad that I decided to go back mostly because I just wanted a space to kind of process all of these big life decisions. Like what's the right choice? There's so many values. I can see happiness in lots of different ways and, you know, all of those things. So I started that last week and we have our first like real session this week. You know, your first session is always like getting to know the person and all your history and whatnot. But one of the things that's shown up already, it was so interesting. Like, you know, even just like talking about this stuff, you're like, how did I not see this? Oh my gosh. You start connecting dots. But towards the end of our session, she was asking me, have you ever been to therapy? I assume you have, because you're a former therapist. I'm like, yes, I've totally been to therapy many, many times. And then she was asking me if I had ever been diagnosed with anything. And I said, yes, I've been diagnosed with anxiety and depression as a teenager and depression, not so much, but anxiety always is riding with me in my car. It's kind of how I said it. And she mentioned, she's like, yeah, I can tell you are carrying some anxiety in your chest. Like when you're talking about certain things, I would imagine that you've probably done a lot of work to learn how to cope with that. If not mask it. Right. And I was like, oh my God, it's like, for some reason, it has never occurred to me to even think about some of the things that I'm experiencing or thinking or feeling when it comes to life and business through this lens of anxiety, but so much like started to make sense for me already. So Anyway, I'm excited to go and explore these big life decisions in the therapeutic container, maybe even have some more awarenesses of how anxiety is showing up in my adult life. I think that is going to be rad to explore and couple that with still trying to figure out what in the world is happening in my business and brand. Like what is the larger message that wants to come through here? And I have noticed for the past few weeks, especially I am getting increasingly frustrated that I don't have the answer yet. So this frustration, my friends, is very much tied into our topic today, because when we are not approaching our business from this place of unconditional love, it is really easy for us to get pissed off and for us to get frustrated and for us to get angry and for us to get resentful and for us to feel unfulfilled, unnourished by our businesses, the very life force that like holds so much of our wisdom and our soul and like all of these beautiful things. So That's what I want to talk to you about today. Like, how do we show up in relationship to our businesses from this place of unconditional love? So let's talk about it. So where I want to start, you know, one of the things that I talk about is really understanding your, where you are in the developmental phase of your business. So just like we have developmental phases of childhood and young adulthood and adulthood and all of those things. We have similar developmental phases with our businesses, right? And so I talk about these four unique stages. We have our building stage, we have our refining stage, we have our streamlining stage, and we have our scaling stage. And the reason that I like talking about all of these phases, because so many times the idea of scaling, scaling, scaling is just, it's thrown around so much in the online space. And I feel like it totally is unrealistic expectation for all of the pieces that actually have to be in place before you're ready to scale. And I even remember in the beginning stages of my journey, like I remember I would like go on these consult calls with coaches and be like, I'm just ready to scale. I'm just ready to scale. And they're like, what are you scaling? I'm like, I don't know. I mean, I just feel like we need to scale money, right? And it's like, no, you have to scale methodology. You have to scale process. You have to scale offers. And until you have those foundational pieces underneath you, like there's nothing to scale. Like you're still building the thing that becomes scalable. So anyway, 
the thing that we build that is scalable happens in those building, refining, and streamlining stages, okay? So the building phase, I think, is one of the ones that is most commonly misunderstood because a lot of us think that the building phase in our business is like our first year, okay? And the building phase is normally at least three years for most people, okay? So way longer than a year. And I just want to normalize that right off the bat as we're really trying to figure out like, what is it that we most want to do? Who is it that we most want to help? What are the offers that I'm building that are actually doing all of those things, right? It can take a long time just to get out of the building phase. The thing that shows up is we're trying to figure out all those pieces is we're investing at a really high level without getting the same in return, okay? And this is normal. It is normal, but it is also really, really challenging. And because it's so challenging, a lot of people don't make it out of this phase, right? They don't get to that place or they have created something that is worthy of refinement and starting to create momentum in all of those things, especially if they do not have access to capital or other financial support that can float their business and also support their personal financial needs as they figure out all of these pieces. Not to mention the mindset that has to be present as you are navigating all of these unknowns and just these little breadcrumbs of certainty. And you're like, oh my gosh, is this ever going to amount to anything, right? And so one of the things that has really helped me navigate some of those early years are two things that I go back to from my early, early psychotherapy days. When I was a therapist in a 28-day recovery program, and this was an AA type program. So we read from the big book every single morning to get our day started. And there's a particular passage on page 87, if you've ever read the big book. And it's literally one of my favorite things I go back to over and over again, even now, because I so find myself here repeatedly. So let me read this passage to you. It goes, it is not probable that we are going to be inspired at all times. We might pay for this presumption in all sorts of absurd actions and ideas. Nevertheless, we find that our thinking will, as time passes, be more and more on the plane of inspiration. We come to rely upon it. Okay. So I love this passage so much because I think so many times we do have this expectation that we are going to be inspired at all times. Right. And then when we're not, we pay for that presumption with all kinds of suffering and expectations that we're just going to have clarity all the time. Okay. And oh my gosh. Like, so been living this lately, but we'll talk about that in a second. But the other thing that I really lean on, even to this day, is this concept that would float around AA meetings. You would hear it all the time, especially when somebody was in like a really, really tough spot and they would say, don't give up five minutes before the miracle. And this piece in particular has really stuck with me because when things get so hard and you're like, I don't see the way forward. I don't think I can handle anything else. I don't think I can handle one more obstacle. If you can ground down into the idea that, yeah, maybe you're just five minutes away from all of this shifting, right? And if we can just sit in this just a little bit longer, because the miracle is on the way, so many other things can become possible. And so those two phrases in particular have a really, really supported me in those early stages of business. When you're really just working through a lot of muck, you, you're working through a lot of areas of messiness and there will still be areas of messiness, no matter how long you are in business, my friends. Okay. But I still come back to these to this day. So I hope that they serve you as well. So coming back to this building phase, this is a time that we are characteristically investing a lot in our businesses and not seeing a lot in return yet, especially from the financial side. Okay. We're starting to see it in other ways, but we're so hyper-focused on the financial return that we oftentimes don't even see there are other types of returns that our business is generating. Okay. So just want to mention that in case you're in the building phase right now, but from this place, we're investing a lot of time. We're investing a lot of money. 
We're investing a lot of energy. We're investing a lot of soul equity, right? And sweat equity too, like ass in chair, like building things, learning things, like so much time goes into the building phase of business. And what can oftentimes happen is we get into this place of what I would call a transactional dynamic where we are investing in our business from this place of I'm willing to do this, but you need to do that. Okay. So there is this ultimatum type of vibe that's happening behind the scenes. And this is what really takes us out of that unconditional love dynamic that is so important when it comes to the overall longevity of staying in business, okay? Because a transactional dynamic is very exhausting for both parties involved. I want you to imagine that you are in a relationship with another human, okay? And so keep in mind, I'm a former therapist. My expertise was all around anxiety, depression, and relationships, especially building healthy ones, okay? And one of the things that I would oftentimes see in couples that were really, really struggling is that they had this dynamic of keeping score. Somebody was keeping a tally board of who had done X and who hadn't done Y. And it was a really exhausting, heavy dynamic for both people, the person who was keeping the score and the person who was always being scored. So if you happen to be in a dynamic like that, I know you know what I'm talking about. And if you happen to be the one who is keeping score, that your energy could be so better allocated to other areas of your relationship. Okay. But it takes a lot of trust. What I'm going to share in this episode might even be helpful for your human relationship, even though we're going to be talking about your business. So when we have this transactional dynamic, it really means that we have this ultimatum energy in the background. And we're also kind of approaching what we're willing to do from this place of what we're going to get in return. Okay. So here's the gray area. Of course, we want to get things in return from our business. That is not wrong. And that is not bad. Okay. But the thing is, is that when we're so focused on this one thing that we want to get in return, we can kind of approach that through like this, this place of control, this place of a closed fist, right? Like this has to happen right now, my way in this way. And so we get a little bit attached to how this needs to look, when it needs to happen and all of those things. And so your business is kind of like, okay, I mean, I'll do my best with the resources that I have. And lots of times our businesses don't even have the resources to do the thing, to give us the thing that we really, really need. Okay. And so that's kind of setting up our businesses to not be able to succeed for us, to not rise to our expectation, to no fault of its own. It's just not old enough to do these things yet. Right. And that can be one of the most frustrating things in the world because you see what is possible and you see your business potential, but it hasn't risen to that potential yet. And when we're in this transactional dynamic, we can get very frustrated that the business is not doing those things, not realizing that the business kind of actually needs a little bit more time than what you really want to give it. Okay. So there's a lot of layers that start to come into play as we start talking about this dynamic. However, when we are approaching our business from the unconditional love perspective, the ask is very much the same. But the motivation, the anchor point is subtly different. And this is an important, subtle shift, okay? So here's what I mean. When we're in a transactional dynamic, we are going to say, I am going to invest this in you, but you need to blah, 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 blah this back, okay? When we are coming from an unconditional love perspective, we say, I can do this for you. And I also need to see these things coming back, which is X, Y, and Z, okay? Here's the shift though. We are making this decision from a place of being okay if not all three of those things come back to us. We just need to see some movement in that direction, okay? And so we are clearly stating what it is that we need, what we need to see progress on, 
and not fixating on how it needs to happen, when it needs to happen, at what level it needs to happen, any of those things, okay? And so this is what allows us to start approaching our business from this place of unconditional love by first getting clear on our needs and what we are willing to contribute. Okay, but it's not from a place of ultimatum energy. It's a place from unconditional love energy. Okay, that's also protecting you. Okay, and this is where these boundaries are going to come into play because we have to know what we are willing to contribute and not go past that limit for ourselves because that is on our responsibility to control. Okay. So here's what I mean by this when it comes to setting the tone for unconditional with your business. We have to help our business understand what it is we are needing from it in a very specific way. The first, we have to have the money conversation with our business. And what this means is you have to calculate what minimum viable revenue looks like for you, which is where your good goal comes in. It's going to be a very specific number to you that is down to the dollar on exactly how much your business needs to earn in order to take care of your financial needs. Okay. And we talk about seven key financial needs. So we're, so we're really seeing the full picture. Okay. When we have this number in place, what we say to our business is, this is what I need us to do. Notice the language of us, okay? When we are in unconditional love partnership with our business, it's not you need to do this and I need to do this. It's we need to do this together, okay? It's a partnership. This is what I need us to do, okay? The second is we also have to get clear on time. A lot of the times we are just pouring so much into our business because that's what it needs. It needs so many things and we are just working, 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 working because if it doesn't happen, then it's not getting done, right? Because a lot of us are solo entrepreneurs. And even if there is a team, you're still probably doing a lot of the grand majority of the work by yourself, okay? So you're investing a lot of time and you're investing a lot of money. So in order for us to shift in this unconditional love where you're not getting to that place of resentment because you're overdoing it, you have to set these own parameters for yourself, okay? And this is literally the second thing that I do with every single one of my clients. Once we dial in the money, we have to dial in the time and the energy. What is sustainable for you to commit to your business for your total availability? Okay. How available do you want to be for your work? How many hours do you want to be working every single week? Because if we do not draw those boundaries for ourselves, our business is just going to take, 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 because we haven't set that limit for it. When we set that limit, what we're doing is we're creating intentional constraint. We're saying, I'm willing to give you this many hours a week, no more and no less. And I need you to meet me here with this, right? We need to be able to work within these limits for both of us. And this intentional constraint is one of the most powerful things for you to create for yourself and your business. If you do not want to get into that place of overwhelm, stress, burnout, et cetera. Okay. And so unconditional love with your business is starting to get clear on how you need your business to love you. And you're clarifying your needs with your business, okay? You would be amazed at how common it is for a lot of people to not have this clarity. And so if you don't have this clarity on exactly what you're needing your business to do from a time, money, and energy perspective, you are not alone. You are in the grand norm of things, okay? But if you're also feeling resentful towards your business, you're like, why are you not supporting me? Have you clarified how you want your business to show up for you? Because it's the exact same thing as being in a human-human partnership and like, oh, you just don't show up for me. And then your partner's like, well, how do you want me to show up for you? And you're like, I don't know. And so you just want your partner to like mind read of how they're supposed to like show up and love you, right? That's not how relationships work. Like it is our job to get clear on what our needs are and then communicate those needs to another person. And in this instance, to your business, 
this is what I need. So once we are clear on all of those things, our next step is to hold ourselves in that dynamic. And this is the tricky part. This is the part where I have found myself cycling these past couple of days, and especially like even these past couple of weeks, because I have noticed that I have been becoming more and more frustrated around not having clarity around this brand and wanting there to be a level of cohesion with my visual identity, wanting there to be a level of cohesion with my offer suite, wanting there to be a level of cohesion, with like all of these things. And I'm very, very frustrated. This is not happening on my own timeline, okay? So anytime I get frustrated, I tend to project things onto my business. I tend to get frustrated with my business that it's not doing what I want it to do, when I want it to happen, and when and how I want it to happen, and all of those things. And my business is like, oh my God, why am I to blame for this? Like, it's not my fault, right? But what's really happening under the surface is this tug and pull energy of, I need you to figure this out or else. And that or else energy is where we slip back into transactional dynamics because unconditional love dynamics approach hard things from a place of connection and relationship that say, look, I'm here no matter what. I'm not going anywhere. What shifts when we're not going anywhere is a softening in how we approach situations, but even more so the level of intensity, importance, and drama we're adding to this particular need needing to be met right here, right now, or else, right? And this shows up with all kinds of things. It shows up with money, with us needing a launch to bring in a certain amount, which may indeed be based in very real numbers, right? While also knowing if the launch does not perform at the level we need it to, we'll simply figure out the next right step. It shows up with needing clarity like it is for me right now when I'm slipping back into that transactional dynamic of I'm willing to sit in this uncertainty for this amount of time, right? But then I need us to figure this shit out when clarity does not work like that. But when we show up from that place of I'm here for us, no matter what, I want you to simply tune into what happens in your body when you ground down into that space. It shifts, right? Do you feel yourself relaxing? It doesn't change the needs that you need met. They're still there, but there's also this quiet confidence that you're working on it together and you can weather the time it takes to figure it all out. It starts to relieve the pressure. And the minute we do that, we open up space for the truth of something to come through and shine, whether that's a partnership with a human who finally feels safe to try something new or with our business that feels safe to take the time it really needs to restructure itself so it can more deeply provide for you. Unconditional love does not mean we just show up repeatedly no matter what, okay? It means we've clarified what we need and we are here to show up for these goals in deep partnership together, taking each next step in the process. My frustration lately around my clarity has felt like I've been in this energy of just give me something, please. And the more I ask my business to give, the more frustrated I feel that it isn't giving me what I want or when I want it. And that is just a real truth. Okay. But instead of asking for my business to perform, what I've been shifting into this week is asking my business to speak what it wants. Instead of me taking up so much space in our partnership around what I need and what I want. I'm starting to shift into asking what my business needs and what it wants, right? It's such a subtle shift, but a loving one. And it is making all the difference from an energetic perspective. So on a future episode, I will dive into connecting to the soul of your business and why this is so important if you are here to be in business long-term. But for now, I will leave us with these quick bullet points. The shift from transactional dynamics to unconditional dynamics is a subtle one, but a meaningful one. 
It asks us to clarify our needs from a money, time, and energy perspective and communicate those needs to ourselves first and foremost, but also to our business. It asks us to use we, us language as we acknowledge the partnership. It asks us to approach our business from this place of I'm here no matter what versus that or else energy. And it asks us to soften into the discomfort of knowing our needs are in the process of being met, but not being fully met yet. Establishing this dynamic for the first time is life-changing. Grounding back into it again and again when you get knocked out is so repairing for you and your soul, your business and its soul, and the vision you are both working on realizing together. So my friends, don't give up five minutes before the miracle and be mindful of when you're approaching things from this transactional place. How can you soften into love again, again, and again? I promise the way you want to feel is so much more rooted from this space. So until next time, I'm wishing you the courage to keep showing up even when clarity is still forming, knowing, trusting, believing the next right step, even that next internal shift you need to make is always on its way. You got this. See you soon.